0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 116. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey team, I have a lot of people who had a lot of questions last week. It was called Ask Me Anything. I had a few left over from the last time we did this segment and that I didn't get to that time and I like to sometimes answer questions because a lot of people ask me like you know what do you eat and what's a normal day for you and how do you train or so many different questions and I had a lot of hilarious ones this time. So we're going to talk about Ask Me Anything coming right up right after Eagle's Eye on Health. Today in the Eagle's Eye on Health, we're talking about kiwi fruit. Do you guys eat kiwi? It's funny because it's it's one that I don't eat a lot, but now I kind of want to eat it because it's talking about the fuzzy skin on it. Do you all cut that off? I know that I have. I literally think I've only had like a kiwi, maybe like twice in my life. I don't eat kiwi very often, but according to uh, wellness made easy from Berkeley, they said that though it may not be as appealing as the bright green juicy flesh inside, the skin of kiwi is completely edible. Can you imagine? I'm kind of afraid to try it, but now I want to try it. It says you'll get 50% more fiber than if you just eat the inside green alone and has two to three grams of fiber per fruit. So the golden kiwi fruit that was developed in the 1990s is yellow fleshed. It has a yellow inside, and it's smoother skinned and sweeter, though lower in fiber than the green kiwi fruit. I've only seen green kiwi fruit. Um, Keeping the skin on also makes it easier to eat or prepare. Just slice and add to salads or smoothies. Be sure to wash it well, as you would just like other fruits that are eaten whole. You can also rub it with a cloth to remove some of the fuzz. So there you go. You can actually eat the outside of a kiwi. I would have never, ever. But now, literally, the next time I see a kiwi at the market, I am going to buy it. Perhaps I will Facebook Live it, and I will eat it and tell you what I think. It doesn't... Sound like it would taste good on the outside. But maybe the inside being so sweet will sort of overpower the outside. And I'm all about getting more fibers. So, okay, there you go. Eagle's Eye on Health taught you something about kiwi today. Now, moving on to a very fun episode. (laughs) I think it's fun. I think it's funny, I should say, that people have these questions for me. And and I'm always, like, wondering, like... I'm always thinking it's interesting that people really care what I eat or do (laughs) or things like that. Okay, a hilarious question. One of the questions that came up was, do you cut your hair? (laughs) So if you follow me on social media, and I hope you do, um, follow Earn That Body on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, Instagram, I do my Instagram stories, so you get to see a lot about what I eat during the day, what my workout is, what I look like without makeup. Like, you really get a full glimmer of my day, and I would imagine that's where this person saw my hair. Uh, I happen to have a lot of hair, and it's got to be long. So you're asking me if I cut it probably because you think it's too long. It it has to be long because I have such thick hair and it's super, I don't, it's not that it's super curly, but it's curly. So if my hair is too short, it looks like goes (laughs) boom, it's a big poof ball. And I live in Austin, Texas where the humidity is kind of crazy. So literally the length of my hair holds it down. Like it, it weighs it down. So it's not so crazy. So I do cut my hair, but I will be honest. I probably only cut my hair twice a year. Or when my hairdresser says, you need to cut your hair, (laughs) which she said last time. So next week I have to cut my hair. Um, I color my hair, which is another question someone had. I color my hair every five weeks, but I don't actually cut my hair that often. I used to sometimes do like um, a really cute, like higher than shoulder length kind of look. It was really cute. But honestly with the humidity here I did that when I lived in California I had to wear it straight like every day and it's just it's not really an option here so do I cut my hair yes but not very often <laughs> all right next question have you ever had surgery to look better Ha! Huh. what is the fakest thing you have done to your body okay so I have never had surgery to look better meaning I have never had any plastic surgery I had a C-section with my son. I had uh, an umbilical hernia fixed, which was, I don't want to say I did it to look better, but I had like a lump in my belly button, but more, I did it more because it hurt. And I was concerned what that would do, um, I had it done before my first Iron Man and I was afraid. It seemed like it had been getting worse, and I didn't want it to get worse while while I was training. So I did have an umbilical hernia fix, but that's it. I've never had any other surgery to look better or any surgery at all. The fakest thing I have done um, is what I think I just said. I color my hair. (laughs) I have gray hair. So I have had gray hair since my 20s when I took my uh, boards uh, for graduate school. So I have always had gray hair. It's totally unfair. My sister is older than me, and she has like a couple gray hairs, if that. And I literally think at this point, if I didn't color my hair, I would have a complete head of gray hair. So I do color my hair. And I did uh, recently try that photo facial, I think it's called, where they sort of laser your sunspots on your face. And I honestly don't feel like it did that much. Um, I could, I couldn't really recommend it because I think it's way too expensive for the results that you get, but I guess that would be sort of something, something sort of fake I did, but it's with laser and it was nothing, nothing major. And I don't think, I don't think it did enough. So, so there you go. That's everything on that. Do you log your food? This is a question I think I talked about last time, but so many people asked me it that I wanted to talk about it again because I do not log my food anymore. I did long ago. I did when I was uh, creating her in that body and I wanted to practice you know, how I was going to teach my clients to do things, but it is always my goal that nobody log food for the rest of their life. I mean, that's like a terrible way to live. If you've ever logged food, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. And, Yes, I have my clients do it because I have to see what they're eating, and it is a way to show them what they're eating. And really and honestly, once you log your food for the first week or two, that's pretty much it. Like, as in, we all eat the same foods primarily. And so once you put it into your app, there's so many apps out there you can use, it is just the click of a button. So it's not the end of, you know... Not the end of the world to, to log your food, but I don't want anybody to log their food forever. And so, in my program, Enter in That Body, you log your food in the first two phases. And then, if you complete all the phases in membership, we wean you off of food logging because, again, it's not something that you should have to do forever. So, no, I do not log my food. I bring that up again in this episode because I had a client who said, oh, it was a game changer when I heard you don't log your food because I thought I was going to have to log my food for life. <laughs> no. So hopefully a few more of you had a game changer moment. Another question I got, what rule do you teach your clients that you break the most? That's a good one. Um Probably the rule that I give my clients that I break the most, feel like I'm writing an essay, is I, and I I, I hesitate to say it because I don't want my clients to do it, but I have to be honest. So I eat in front of the computer. (laughs) You guys probably thought it was going to be something really awesome. Like I eat licorice for breakfast. No, but I do often eat like my lunch in front of the computer. I do not eat dinner ever in front of the computer. Sometimes I eat breakfast in front of the computer. Uh, But I, I eat lunch like every day in front of the computer. Mostly it's a time thing. Also, I'm not trying to lose weight. And so when my clients are trying to lose weight, it is one of the sort of tips that I give them is to never eat in front of a screen because you're really not present when you're eating and then often you eat and then... You know, you shoved all this food in your face and you're still hungry because you were so busy on the computer that you didn't even realize you were eating. And so there's a lot of reasons. I don't think it's ideal for weight loss, but I'm not trying to lose weight. And so it's not an issue for me right now. If I had to get back on like track or something, getting back on track, I would probably stop doing that because I do think it's really important to have... And awareness when you're eating and to enjoy your food and to chew your food and to be more conscious while you do it. But, but I do, I break that rule. I want to be honest. Next question. Do you ever eat fast food? Um, I never eat McDonald's. I never, never, but I grew up on it. Trust me. Um, I never go to like Jack in the Box or Taco Bell. I do not eat at Chick fil A. The only fast food that I do is here in Austin. We have something called P. Terry's where they have like hormone free meat, whole wheat buns. So, yes, I will get a hamburger uh, and french fries. Um, and usually for my drink, even though I would love a Coke, because anyone who knows me knows that like that is my guilty pleasure. I love Coke, but I don't drink it very often almost never. Um so I'll sometimes treat myself at a fast food and I'll get a Arnold Palmer. So half iced tea, half lemonade, which is a ton of sugar. Again, I'm not trying to lose weight. <laughs> if I was trying to lose weight, I would not order that. I would just get the iced tea plain. So that's the only fast food that I eat. Oh, and sometimes I'll go to In-N-Out Burger like if I'm in California. Well, we do actually have a few In-N-Outs now. But I don't I don't like In-N-Out Burger half as much as I like Pete Terry. So That's the only fast food that I eat. Next question. What is your guilty pleasure? Well, I just told you I love a good Coke. And I'm not talking Diet Coke. Coke or truly my favorite is Pepsi. And I probably have like a couple a year. But that's it um, because it's so bad for you. And I also love licorice as most people know, but it's red vines. So don't be sending me the Twizzlers because they're not the same. (laughs) I love red uh, vines licorice, which is a little hard to get here in Austin, but please don't send me the Costco tub of licorice or red vines because that has been done and I have to throw it out after I have... Like half of it. (laughs) Another guilty pleasure, um, like Halloween just happened. And so I do actually like candy corn. Isn't that gross? So I like candy corn, but again, I don't have that very often. And I do love milk chocolate. So I used to like dark, dark chocolate, and I know it's supposedly better for you. But for whatever reason, my taste buds have totally changed. And now I love, like love? milk chocolate don't send me that either because i'll eat it um so there there you go those are my guilty pleasures i don't have them often but i do have them what are you most proud of i am most proud of my son by all means he is the gift in my life he is amazing i am proud of everything he does he is academically amazing he is physically amazing his running is off the charts i'm so proud of him And he's just a good person. So I am definitely most proud of that kiddo. What was your fastest endurance race? So I've run, I think, six marathons now. And I'm not a very fast runner in terms of half of my friends. <laughs> I say that because I'm going to tell you my fastest time. And to some of you, you're going to think, oh, that's so fast. And to more of you, you're going to be like, oh, that's not very fast. But, you know, it's all relative. And I love to run because it's what I'm not really the best at. So my fastest marathon was a 3-hour, 55-minute in Chicago several years ago, and all I want to do is qualify for Boston. And the times to qualify just got harder this year. So now I'm older and I have to get a 350 to qualify. So you know I'm going for it and I'm never giving up. I'll be the 75 year old out there until I qualify. And the good thing about qualifying is every five years your, your age up time gets a little easier. So I used to think, well, that's so great. You know, I'll just, I'll just do it when I'm older. But then I've, as I've realized, as I get older, there's a reason (laughs) that they keep getting slower because it's harder for us to hit no matter what. So that's my fastest marathon. I did two Ironmans and my second Ironman, I was very proud of. I, uh, all I wanted to do was break 13 hours and I think I got a 1257. So that was, uh, The first one I did, I think I got over 14 hours and that one I broke 13. So that was my fastest Ironman. Next question. You talk about yourself aging. What are things affecting you as you age? Yes, I'm 46 years old and I feel like this year it's hitting, it's hit, it's happening. (laughs) Um, So I have this hip injury, so that obviously makes me feel like I'm aging, although that's probably just been progressive over many years since I was a dancer, quite honestly. And my knees are getting (laughs) tougher and tougher. Like doing squats, I have to be very careful of my knees. Lunges are almost not an option anymore because it hurts my knees. Um, I climbed stairs up to the yoga studio and my husband was behind me and he was like, are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's just my knees hurt when I climb stairs now. Cause I'm old no. So I'm getting old. So those are some of the things that I'm noticing as I age. Uh, my skin is definitely getting older. You start to notice all those sunspots that you have. I feel like cellulite doesn't get better as you get older. It only gets worse. Doesn't matter how fit you are people. Uh, that's just genetic. And apparently as you get older, it doesn't get better. Ooh, it should get better. Wouldn't that be awesome? If as you get older, your cellulite goes away, there should be like some perk to getting older. That would be a good one. So those are some of the things I notice as I'm aging. Next question. Oh, this is a good one. Someone just turned this in. What do you eat before, during, and after your races? So, it depends on what I'm racing because a running race, like a marathon, is very different than a Ironman type race or a triathlon in general. So it, it definitely, you know, some of it's very similar, but there, there are some differences. In general, I like to either have oatmeal or two whole grain waffles. That's like my staple carb before any race and i eat a lot of oatmeal so that's kind of been my go-to lately even before races i used to do two whole grain waffles and a couple egg whites before a race now i feel like the oatmeal it's like lasts longer so yeah it makes my belly feel really full but i give myself like two hours before a race that so I feel fine by the time the race starts. So some kind of carbohydrate is usually oatmeal or two whole grain waffles with a couple egg whites. I really limit the amount of fat that I take in. You don't want to take in a lot of fat before a race. So sometimes I'll have an egg with the yolk, but generally I like to have two egg whites and then I will sip on my electrolyte drink, whatever that might be. It depends on what I'm racing. So for example, when I ran my last marathon mountains to beach, what they had on the course was called fluid nutrition and it didn't have anything bad in it so i trained with that because i like to train with whatever's on the course because you don't want to ever do anything new on race day and if you're not going to carry your own fluids for the entire marathon then you have to depend on what they're serving so that was my sort of electrolyte calorie drink so i'll start sipping that all through the morning before the race. Uh, I also use Gatorade Endurance before Ironmans. And generally, because, I mean, it depends it depends on the race situation. Like if I'm out of town for a race, then I'll eat that breakfast in the hotel. I have brought my own um, toaster to the hotel because a lot of these races start so early that nothing's open yet. Like at five, four in the morning, you know, none of their stuff is open. So you have to bring your own breakfast. Um, which is why the oatmeal can be great because you can make that the night before and just sort of have it in the fridge. And, but I brought my own toaster as well. But what i was saying is I eat that, and then two hours later, the race is going to be, I'll already be hungry by then. So I usually bring a banana, at least a banana, to eat about an hour, 45 minutes before the race. And usually one goo, I, I take goo packs um, right before the race as well. So that's what I eat before. And then during, again, just depends on what kind of race I'm doing. If it's a running, like a marathon race, I use the fluid on the course. So whatever electrolyte, calorie, sport drink they have on the course, generally, unless it's something really bad. Um, And goo. I use goo every, I take half a pack of goo every two miles And that really helps kind of keep my calorie and sugar levels level the entire time. And that tip was taught to me by Natasha Vandermeer Uh, because I used to take one goo pack every four miles, but she felt like it actually helps to have something every two miles. So I just take half the pack and I just fold the pack over and I stick it in my, like my bra top. And everyone, and I included, always was is like, it doesn't make a mess all over. It really doesn't. I mean, I fold the pack over and I stick it in, you know, the shoulder strap of the bra and it doesn't make a mess at all. So I do that every two miles. In an Ironman, well, that's a whole different game. That is like an entire podcast episode, how I fuel my Ironmans. <laughs> because you have to have your exact amount of calories, your exact amount of carbs, the exact amount of sodium. What I take in um, on the bike will include some solid food with sports drink, with water, with sodium pills, and then it's different for the run. I go back to those goo packs. So I actually do a complete Fuel That Body program for athletes. So anybody who is listening to this who has no idea – They're doing an Ironman or a half Ironman and they have no idea how many calories do I take in? How much sodium do I take in? How many carbohydrates do I need on that bike? You need to know those numbers to a T if you want to perform your best and you need to practice your nutrition to a T. So I do have a program to help figure out your personal numbers and how to hit them and what to eat and what to take in. So if you have any questions about that, Email me, Kim at EarnThatBody.com. Ask about my Fuel That Body program. And then after a race, again, it depends what the race is. After an Ironman, I am usually not feeling fabulous. Um, After my first Ironman, it took a couple hours, and then I was starving, and I think I had a hamburger and fries. Uh, um, and then, after this last Iron Man, there was like nothing to eat around there, and I was so tired, and i don't even know if I had dinner after I was just gulping water down and just really felt kind of blah so I don't even think I had dinner that night, which is really bad i don't recommend that, but you you generally want to get protein in, obviously you want to help recover, but after some of these endurance type races. I mean, your body's just a mess and you've taken in so many, you know, sugar calories and sodium and, and it's, you want to hydrate with water and start flushing that out of your system. You want to get some protein in, you want to get some carbs in, but you kind of have to eat what sounds good. So after those big races, you, you just have to do your best versus I would say after your training days, those long training days, that's really important that you take in the right nutrition because you're not done training yet. So you need your body to be well for the next day. And that's when it's really important to get in enough protein and get those carbs re, you know, refueled in the body and sodium as well. So hopefully I hope that answered your question. This person really wanted to know what I took in for races. If you have further questions, just shoot me an email. I'm always happy to help. All right. My next question. Do you miss teaching live? Your clients miss you teaching live? Do you think you will ever teach live again? A yoga or a boot camp class in a park or on your front lawn? That's so sweet. I, a lot of people ask me this. Are you ever going to teach cycle again? Are you ever going to teach live? We'd love to have your class back. So I do miss it. I definitely do. And there are these Times when I'm like, maybe I should just pick up a class, you know? The reality was, it was just too much driving for me. I used to teach downtown and it was like 45 minutes there and 45 minutes back and then an hour or two at the place. And because my business online has grown so much, it was just hard to be gone for four to five hours. The pay that I make is just not enough to make it worthwhile. So it has to be completely because I love it. And I do love it, and I, but I love my clients the most. I love seeing everyone. So that, that is really the payday right there. Um, so right now, I don't have any intention of picking up a class anywhere. But I do think about doing a live online class where you can see me live and like you show up live online that is something that i think about i'm kind of trying to find the right app and the right way to do it and i haven't found it yet but that's probably going to happen before i pick up any other live class but thank you for missing my classes and missing me live i miss you all too the last question we have i love this one how do you deal with bad days and haters. <laughs> oh, Stephanie. Stephanie wrote that in. She, You were probably having a bad day when you wrote that in. Um, so how do I deal with bad days? I feel lucky that I don't feel like I have a lot of bad days. When I have a bad day, I usually call my sister <laughs> and I vent to her about what's going on and she's my sister and I are totally opposite. So I don't want to say that I'm a negative person, but I'm a glass is half empty person and she's a glass is half full person and I don't feel like my glass is half empty is a negative because I feel like I'm realistic. (laughs) Does that make sense? So I feel like I'm a realist and she's eternally optimistic but that's not always very realistic right? So she can usually bring me back to earth and ground me when I'm having a bad day and something goes wrong. So, I guess, I mean, how do I deal with a bad day? I don't deal with it. I you know, I generally don't use food and I don't use alcohol to deal with a bad day. I I just don't and I don't want to because I see so many people do that. Obviously, this is what I do for a living. I help people lose weight and a very big part of weight gain are people having these bad days all the time or these stressful days all the time so they're always looking to comfort food and comfort alcohol. And I guess I just really don't ever want to go down that that route I because I know in my heart it never makes you feel better. So am I going to say I don't ever have a glass of wine on a bad day? Yeah, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'll have a glass of wine, but I don't have two. I don't have three. I don't have a bottle of wine to make it better because – I only feel worse afterwards. So how do I deal with a bad day? I call my sister. <laughs> I think that's that's usually what I do. How do I deal with haters? So I, didn't, I don't totally know what you mean, like people who hate me, people who hate things. I mean, some people are just haters. If you have friends who just hate everything, they're haters, and they bring you down, well, then I would say you probably need to find some new friends, right? Sometimes you have friends that are haters, but it's kind of a joke or... You know, some things they hate, they don't hate everything, and they bring you so much joy that, you know, they're haters, but it doesn't affect you. That's no big deal. People who hate me specifically, I mean, thankfully, I don't get a lot of haters who tell me, but I mean, I'm on social media, so to say that I've never had people post things on my instagram or my facebook pictures i've had people post things like you're ugly you look like a boy um that's not sexy to have so much muscle you're too skinny you're too bit i've seen it all and i i don't know it doesn't really i don't know it doesn't bother me that much anymore i'd say the first couple times i saw it it was like oh my gosh that's terrible. (laughs) Do I, do I look like a boy? And then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm really flat chested and I'm muscular. And you know, I, you know, to some people, I probably do look like a 10 year old boy and whatever, what can I do? This is the body God gave me and I'm blessed to have a healthy body. So it doesn't really bother me. I mean, someone, some people might think I am ugly. Hopefully my husband doesn't like, it's only the people who matter that I should care about. So I don't, I don't get that a lot. Now I say that I'm going to get like so much hater stuff on my Instagram, but, and I'll, and I just delete it. I don't leave it there for people to see. And and I'm not going to even respond to it. I would never even get in that game, but you do, you know, you have to have thicker skin when you put yourself out there. And I put myself out there, you know, pictures in a bathing suit and you know, whatever it is. So if you put yourself out there, you have to be prepared for what people say. All that matters is what you think. You know, I think that this is, I have a fit, healthy body. And this is the best I could do. Uh, I'm getting older. And so, yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm thinking, wow, I bet I bet people are noticing. You know, <laughs> like, do they think I'm not fit now? Do they think I'm not as fit as I used to be? And then I say to myself, I'm fit. I'm healthy. This is the best I got. This is me. You know, and people can either like me for me or not. And I'm not going to lose sleep over the ones who are not. It's tough. It's tough these days because social media, you see a lot of haters. And it's another reason why I wish that I could just be off social media. I think I said it in the last podcast episode. If my business did not revolve so much around social media, I would just take it off my phone. And I I would get off it altogether because I think it is. it's, It's tough. It's tough for a lot of people. So that's all the questions I got for today. That's about me. I hope you learned something. I hope it made you laugh. I hope you can see that I'm just a girl, just a woman, just a mom, just a wife, just a person, just like all of you. I am. I like soda. I just don't have it very often. I like candy just like you. I have bad days. I have a glass of wine. <laughs> I'm I go to fast food, pay terries. So I'm just like you all in so many ways, but I do try to manage all of it the best I can because, like I always say, life is short and we want to make the best life possible. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I look forward to our next episode of the Earn That Body podcast. Have a good one.